right, welcome ladies and gentlemen. This evening, this is um, by the grace of God, John Bosco. Nice to meet you once again in God's presence. I don't know whether my voice is really right and good. Um, you can tell me whether you can hear me very well by the grace of God. How are you, Penny, today? How has been your day? Um, I think today is not mine to speak as a moderator. Today is your day. <laughs> Hey Penny. Uh hi, hi. Sorry about that. Technology is not easy to use. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, my day was amazing. I had a very beautiful day. Uh-huh. How is yours? Of course, mine is good. By the grace of God, I managed to um, walk the whole <laughs> day. I went to town and, yeah, the weather was a bit different. Not favorable, but I tried to cope up with it. And uh, now I'm really very fine. The dust. Now, please, as you know, please. <laughs> all right, that's amazing. That's amazing. If you're complaining about dust, of all things, Ah, uh, do you hear me? Well, yes, I think the I network think is disturbing. As we wait and um, let's play some music as we wait for people. Okay. I can hear you properly. Awesome. I'm trying to advance most of things, so uh, since I'm using a PC and I'm trying to check to see really how it works, and that's why you see that um, I'm trying to learn most of things new. However, I believe that at the end of the day, I'm going to have the best output, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and I think it works. Ladies and gentlemen, just want to take this opportunity to thank God for the gift of life that he has granted to us all. I know things are not really um, as people may think or may expect, but I know all in all, things are going to be better afterwards. And I believe in the God who does according to his will. I believe in God who does according to um, to what he thinks that is the best for all of us. Um, can I pray before we enter into any other session? 
since it's a recorded thing i can't be uh, teaching and going on as of course other people may join us in the way father we thank you because you're so much good and awesome we give you praise and honor we worship you because you're such a wonderful god and we thank you for your glory we thank you for your grace we thank you for your power we thank you for your mighty hand that you've not left us alone but you've loved us and given us a chance to be in your presence understanding who you are and continuing really to know you through your word we pray that you guide us tonight as we continue to learn so many things concerning success and father we believe that those things when we put them the foundation of our lives they already make an impact um in Jesus's name. We thank you Lord and we give you honor in Jesus's name. Amen and amen. Amen. Okay. Thank you so much Pastor Jun Busco for the prayer. Um welcome my ash is it my ash? I don't know how to read that name. <laughs> Welcome. This is Heart of Worship. This is Hoima Radio. Uh, this is the Coffee Chats, and here we're always talking about a number of stuff. We're discussing a number of stuff in a Christian perspective or with a biblical perspective. You're very welcome. I am Penny, the host of Coffee Chats. We have another a lot of other programs that take place here. That we have the coffee. The coffee chats have taken you, have taken me off. <laughs> I think you're still getting. Are you getting some those of... numbers that are pardon you had got we had lost you so i think you were taking some coffee <laughs> yeah, i'm kidding you can go on can't hear you do you hear me now Yes. I was saying that we had lost you so I thought maybe you had gone for coffee. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> As actually speaking. Oh. You can go on please. Yeah, I think you can now hear me. Very well. Okay. as just uh letting our our i don't know someone has joined in a listener is just letting them know that they can join our whatsapp group if they're not a part of it just contact the numbers that you see there in your chat just contact those numbers you'll be added in our whatsapp group so without further ado i think uh we waiting for two more people if we get two more people we start 
our show we start to talk about our topic how is that whatever it is i have no problem with that yes think we can second bosco yes please can you hear me yep yeah i think we should start off um they'll find us those who are not yet here they'll find us yeah i know some people they have problems in connections but um and some people don't know how to connect it 
but the option is when they open up the app it tells you to either continue with Google because that's the simplest way how someone can just tap in Google and just bring someone straight forward after following the link. But this one is okay. Okay, thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity that you've given me to be on Coffee Chats discussing about success, one of the important topics that really I can talk about. And um, uh, some time back, uh, this word was already discussed by myself and I was talking to different people. And um, I remember I discussed with some people and I used to ask a question, how do you understand success? And there are so many ways how we understand the success in life and there's also many ways how we define success in life. But biblically is different and of which even that biblical way of, this, of, of defining success is the best option to take because most of the ways how people take to be success is really not success. That is just, um, how can I call it? It is just like um, um, a, a short period of time enjoyment uh, after maybe fulfilling a certain kind of activity and at the end of the day you feel like you've gotten an opportunity of having the best to enjoy in life at that particular moment but the rest if you want to talk about success because success has to be continuous and success has to be seen over and over and over and over and over so if 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 your success is really seen in certain things and in other things it's not seen then that is not termed to be success now, of course, the world has its view, but uh, when you look very critically, I asked a question that what is your definition of success? So many people, uh, they talk about success in this world, which is driven by, by material wealth, power, and fame, and it is essential for us as Christians to understand how God defines success and how we should view it in our lives. So as we are going to navigate into different scriptures, we are going to discover and come to understand that there are so many people, of course, that the Bible talks about to be successful men. There is someone who is so prominent and is so popular in the Bible, and that is Solomon. We know very well the guy was so successful. But one philosopher or a professor said that if you want to be if you want to, if ever, if, 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 if it's, if ever been a successful failure in this world, that is someone. Someone was so successful, but a failure. Because whatever that he wrote, he showed you what really a true success that you can um, define when it comes to our daily lives. That's why he uses the word meaningless. And I think so many people, they never even discovered why he used to use such those kind of terms. Because he was so rich. He had everything that everyone needed. He had everything that everyone right now that you may admire for. But why do you think the richest man in the world and God say that the Bible itself says that no one can ever 
even rich of his riches because he was so rich. Saul Pond was so rich. But when we listen to his words, the way how he writes um, the book of Ecclesiastes, really he mentions words like, everything under the sun is meaningless. What do people call success? Of course, that is material wealth. That is power. And that is fame. When you excel in academics, you call it success. When you're going to sit for examinations, people tell you, we wish you success. But we need to come to understand what is true success. Biblically, really, this, the Bible unveils what true success is. And it's not just what people talk about in this life. But it's all about what really God expects us to define as success should be. And again, you discover that most of times, what we call success, it's really not success. It's just for a period of enjoyment. And it's like someone who has been awaiting for so long for so many things in life to happen. And when that something happens, that person feels so, so, so happy just because um, that thing has happened. But does not mean that that is success. Success is not periodically. Success has to be continuous and it has to be um, and has, it has to be everlasting or eternal because our God, that's how he is. Yes, Penny, do you hear me? I was going to ask a question. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. but you answered it within. I was going to say, the people who are born rich, mm. the people who are born like in families of the king, okay. And they are born rich and they die rich. Mm. They have been successful their whole life. But then you said it it must be eternal. <laughs> Means even in their afterlife. So you answered that. Yeah. Uh, uh, when, when you look at the rich people, of course, we call them rich. But success should not have strings attached. That's something that we need to know and we need to understand. The true success the biblical success, it, has, it must not have any strings attached. Yes, we might think of how they got in those riches and so on, but that, that may not matter a lot. But what matters is, is it really what they have or what they had is supposed to be described as success or it's supposed to be described as an achievement. So we, we mistaken success and achievement. So what we have achieved in life, it's a part of joy that we have in life. I have a car, I have a house. Do you know why we call them achievements? It's because for them, they don't last long. When you buy a car in 2020, if you drive it more than so many years, those are five years, and you have to sell it off because there is a new brand that is brought on market. Therefore, it's, it's, it was an achievement, and always we, we talk about it. You see, so achievement is not all about to do with the success. Success is already in God. If you want to find people who are successful in life, those are believers, those that believe in Christ Jesus. Because success does not have strings attached. At the end of the day, 
there is a there is hope in your life because you have a promise because Jesus said that even if you die you're going to resurrect as he died and resurrected and that is a hope that we have we may have we, we may have we, we may had uh, a doubt that Jesus died and did not resurrect so how can i be sure and really don't have other assurance that you may have uh, a new life or you may you may have another life after this death but he promised you and he demonstrated that by dying and resurrecting and he told you that once you have died and resurrected also you even if you die you resurrected because you have believed in me so that that so that is a kind that is a kind of success that we are talking about so biblically success is beyond what we may term to be an achievement an achievement is something that you get for a period of time and afterwards really you can um lose it you can no longer have it right now i might be maybe handling one of the good gadgets someone might be handling one of the best gadgets and so on but after one year you're going to yearn for something else so achievements they have a limit but success does not have a limit success is always like in line of what we call vision a vision you can you can never you can never you can never fulfill a vision a vision is beyond your understanding a vision is beyond the is beyond even your fixtures of how you may think things are going to be however a vision you can even die when you've died old you can even die when you are 100 years plus and you live this planet earth but people who are going to come in generation and generations they are not going to describe the vision that really you had and even them they are just going to be in that vision for the purpose of fulfilling it but again it will stay bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger that's even that's why up to now Christ's vision is to preach the gospel and up to now the gospel is being preached all over the world so we don't know when the gospel is going to end because that's a very big vision in other words you use a lot of gospel tools you use a lot of um, resources you use a lot of tools that are that are available to preach the gospel but it will never end until he comes back that even the vision is so big that even when the rapture has happened during tribulation the people who are going to get saved because again during tribulation the gospel is going to stay being preached because that's what the bible teaches if you follow it chronologically from genesis most especially when you look at the events that are happening uh, in daniel and revelation now coming back to success i just want to give you that there is a comparison almost it want to look like that biblical success you can never you can never figure it out in your mind why these are some of the things that you need to consider let's read in the book of joshua chapter 1 and verse 8 i'm going to use the niv version the bible said that keep this book of the law always on your lips meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it then you will be prosperous and successful two words mentioned prosperous and successful 
These verses remind us that true success comes from aligning our lives with God's word and living according to his commandments. There is no any other success from something else. This verse reminds us that true success comes from the aligning our lives with God's word and living according to his commandments. And that's all. There's a statement sometimes I normally, uh, there's a, a statement I normally say, do or might say is that the only way for Christians to be independent is to be dependent on God. If you are not dependent on God, you cannot be independent. I know most of times we celebrate these things. I know most of times we celebrate the things of um, we celebrate the things of independence, jubilee, and so on. But again, it seems like in the world we are not independent. It's 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 it says in that kind of. It looks to be like as if we are not independent. So. First, wait a little bit. This one is disturbing me. Okay. Thank you so much uh, for that excuse that you've given me. <laughs> anyway, I was saying that again, when you look at the world right now, apparently, we are not independent. There are so many injustices always are going on. And there are so many issues that are happening when it comes to political climates, when it comes to social issues, when it comes to economic issues, and so on. Even naturally, there are some natural calamities that we face in life, and some of the things that show us that we are not independent, because independence means no one has a say in your life. You do things in your own way, you have your own principles, your own rules, and you have your own everything. But God, to, for us to be independent, we, we have to be dependent on God. And remember, if we are to follow God, there are things that we need to stick on. And those are the commandments that he talks about here. That we need to follow his commandments because he has his will. Though for us we have a desire that always against his will. But the only way for us is to have success, is the true success is only from aligning our lives with God's word and living according to his commandments. That is Joshua 1 and verse um, 8. When we read in Psalms chapter 1 and from verse 1 to 3, again I'll use the version of NIV to give a description about this. It says that blessed is the one who does not walk in a step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. Always the word of God, always the Bible, or oh God drives us back to himself. He's trying to say that we cannot find success in the things that we think that we have achieved. Those are achievements. In other words, those are blessings that are given to us. And these blessings, most of times, once God blesses us, it's all, it's, it's, it's all about us to have what we call a persistency and a continuation of enjoyment of these blessings. 
But because we live in a sinful nature and there are so many things that are happening in life, that's why at the end of time, we find ourselves that we are not living up the standards of God. And yet God wants us to live up to his standards and most especially life of purity. So these are blessings, these achievements, the fame, the money, the houses, the properties, material wealth in general, the way, whatever that you may call it. Can we call it academic, academic achievement? Yes, a word is used success, but I think the right word to be used in that place or in the replacement of achievement is supposed to be, no, a replacement of success is supposed to be achievement. So success is divine. It's only when we follow what God wants us to do. That is how we have success in life. And that is a true success. Okay? And who meditates on his law day and night. Again, the Bible drives us to go back to God's word and we read it. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. The psalmist teaches us that success is not found in worldly pursuits, but in delighting in God's word and aligning our lives with his will. His will is so crucial and we always battle with that because we have desires. The Bible speaks and says that the flesh fights against the spirit because each and every each, each and of, of each and every one would like to fulfill its own desires. So the spirit fights against the flesh, the flesh fights against the, the spirit. So it is the same battle. Human desires versus the will of God. And therefore, afterwards, we cry out to God, we kneel down looking for success. And we say we want to be successful. So if you want to be successful in life, you need to be in line with God's will. Success is not bad. Success is good. And it is continuous. Since it is given by God, it can never end. It can never end. All the achievements that you've got in life can end. But the success of God will never end. We will never because what do you call to be success as the Bible describes it? This is the moment for you have given your life to Christ. You've walked a Christian life. At the, at the time of rapture, you're captured as a church, as a body of Christ. You're given an immortal body. And you reign with Christ for a thousand years. Then the judgment seat happens. When eternity reaches for us to be in eternity, that's what we call to be success. That's what you call to be success. Our success is eternity. Our success is to live a good life. Our success is to live according to God's will. Our success is to live according to the standards that Christ Jesus has set for each and every believer. Besides that, there is no any other success in anything else. You can't find it in properties. You can't find it in academics. You can't find it at work. You can't find it in the so many properties that you have. Success that is true is working according to God's will. 
What does success look like to us as Christians? First of all, this is the way how you have to understand all these things. Seek God's kingdom first. That is so crucial. Seek God's kingdom first. That is how success looks like to us as Christians. Seek God's kingdom, God's kingdom first. As Christians, our primary goal should be to seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 reminds us, instead of chasing worldly success, we should focus on growing in our relationship with God, living a life of obedience to him and serving others selflessly. It's not all about us. It's all about God. It's not all about us. It's all about others. Obedience, living a life of obedience. Because you can't obey to something that you don't love. Otherwise, you're going to live a life of hypocrisy. But if really you live a life of obedience to God, it means you love God back. For he loved you, John 3, 16. He gave his son and died for you. So true success is defined in that kind of way. Seek first God's kingdom. And that is our primary goal as Christians because success is not the worldly things. Because what the way, you know, as I'm telling you, the, the world defines success as having properties, having material, material wealth, having so many things in life. But that's not the way how Christians will define success. Rather, as Christians, we see the worldly success as achievements because they are for a short period of time. But the success as Christians, once we believe in Christ Jesus, we follow Christ Jesus, we be with Christ Jesus, that is our true success. And it leads, we go with our success to eternity. That even what we call to be success, the eternal life, from the moment that we've believed in Christ Jesus and we have given him our lives to control them. Who owe us from the beginning? Whom did we offend? And therefore, what was the purpose for Christ to come on this planet Earth? It was to reunite us with Christ, to reconcile us with, Christ, with God, to reunite us with God, and so many other things. Therefore, without realizing all these things, there we shall, meet, we shall miss out the point of what true success is. Obedience is required. The other thing is commitment in God. True success is not measured by the accumulation of material possessions or achievements. And the Apostle Paul reminds us chapter 4, verse 11 to 13, that we can find contentment in any circumstance through Christ who strengthens us. Our success lies in finding fulfillment and joy in our relationship with God, regardless of our external circumstances. Because sometimes when we see that we are challenged, we think that now there is no success. We start even to blame God. We start even to think the other way. But does it mean that God has left us? Does it mean that we are out of control? Does it mean that we are out of God's grace or that we are out of God's um, protection and so many other things? So circumstances 
they may lead us to define success in a wrong way because we think that owning whatever that we need to own in life is what we need to term to be a success. No, that's not right. The Bible has said, regardless of our external circumstances, we still need to lie our success by finding fulfillment and joy in our relationship with God. It has to be with the relationship. Stewardship. That's another point that we can um, believe here. Stewardship and faithfulness. Success in the biblical sense involves being faithful stewards of the resources, talents, and opportunities God has entrusted to us. Matthew 25, chapter 25, and verse 14 to 30 reminds us that reminds us that it is not about comparison or competition with others, but about faithfully using what God has given us to bring glory to him and bless others. You get that? Success in the biblical sense involves just being faithful stewards of the resources, talents, and opportunities God has entrusted to us. So it's not about comparison or competition with others, but about faithful using what God has given to us to bring glory to him and bless others. Just a simple quotation on success from a Christian perspective that you need to understand. One man gives freely, yet gains even more. Another with, withholds and unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes, refreshes others will be refreshed. That is a quotation from Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 to 25. Is there any question before I continue? Um, thank you so much, Pastor John Bosco, for that enlightenment. Uh, when, when we were going to talk about success, when I knew that we were going to talk about success, the first thing that came to my mind was, <laughs> you're going to tell us how to, uh, maybe how to manage our businesses in a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> In a Christian perspective, things like that. I was thinking of, um, it, it was something very, very different that I was thinking of, but uh, I think it's total opposite of what I really thought success was. <laughs> the world has taught us to, sometimes we do things we don't want to compete but the world has taught us to do that. You want to do things and you want to compare yourself with someone else. Like, we a lot of times compare our success on other with other people. Even sometimes we do it unknowingly. We do it unknowingly. You know, you're, we have, like, role models. 
in simple terms you're comparing yourself with this person you're saying i want to be like this person or i want to be better than this particular person and um mm. i've realized something that when you get when you get these material things mm. when you get the job it will push you to want to now start building a house when you build the house you now want to marry or get married mm. when you get married you now want kids when you have kids you like the needs they never stop mm. that's why because if really this was those rich uh being rich and having all that material wealth then the rich people would not be working but you find that they even work harder than... <laughs> mm. <laughs> the richer they get the harder they work yes that's true yeah at least yeah. that's that's what i've noticed so far that's what i've gotten out of what you've told so far that's amazing thank you so much Unless anyone has a question, please uh, go ahead and ask your questions in the comment section. You can as well call in, tap that button that has call in and no one is, like it has no picture. So just tap it and call in and ask your question. If you can, if you can't call in, please go ahead and ask your question in the comment section. But as of now, I think there is no question so far. Yeah, we can continue. Okay, in few minutes that I'll, um, few minutes that are remaining, I would, not, I would like to remind every listener. Maybe because success is not defined by worldly standards, but by our obedience to God. It's never, and it can never be defined by the worldly standards. You don't look at someone who has everything or having everything and you think that that person is successful. No. The only true success that we see in someone that is a person who is obedient to God. And indeed, and this is what Solomon was trying to portray when he was writing Ecclesiastes. That's why he said that everything under the sun is meaningless. Yeah, when we talk about success, people think that we are going to bring in how we are going to do businesses, you know, how can you become a successful person in business, what and what. But are those businesses have God? How really do they define success, sincerely? So, biblical success is not defined by worldly standard, but our obedience to God, our faithfulness in stewardship. That is what we call success and our commitment to love and serve others that is what we call success and is given by god it starts with obedience it goes with faithfulness because when you obey god entrusts you with what he has entrusted you with those are the talents you have the gifts you have the knowledge the wisdom the the the, the, the skills that he has given you you can be able to innovate. That's why, for you, what you define to be success in the world 
that is what you call a result from what you've done unto God by be, by obeying, being uh, faithful, being a steward, and of course being committed to love and serve others. So the results, those are the achievements. People are going to look at you and they say that really this person is different in these areas. This person is really different in this world. Why? Because you made a decision to obey. Because that's what brings success. That's what true success is. Okay? That's why Joshua was talking about prosperity. Prosperity does not come by proclaiming. Prosperity does not come by standing on the pulpit and you say, Nangirida, nina funo mokisa, mulinyadia mokama, nangirida, ogenda kola vote. No, it's not about that only. It's not all about that. By the way, you do not even need to waste your time of all shouting and speaking about that. Know the principles that you need to take up if you really are going to be successful in life. Because all the things that you are looking for, money, materials, cars, houses, and so on, all of them, they come by being obedient, by being faithful with what God has entrusted with us. If you have your friend, and your friend has entrusted you with something, maybe any property, any commodity, what do you do? How do you normally be faithful to that property? Making sure that it is safe to the extent. You remember the story of the, of the talents that were given to the workers or to the servants? People were wise. They were given talents and they went, they multiplied it. That kind of wisdom. Because they trusted they believed in the multiplication. They believed and their faithfulness led them into wisdom of multiplying with what their master had given them. And you see, and of course you know, what happened to the one that was given to one, the one talent, and how he responded to his master. And you remember how the master replied to this person. It was even removed from him and it was given to someone else. The context of that story gives us a picture that what God has entrusted with, us, entrusted with us, we need to use it to benefit others. That's why he talks about serving. Success is defined by loving, love, and serving others. But it starts with obedience. Because what is obedience? is doing what God requires you to do. And you can't love what you've, you've not obeyed too. You only obey to what really you love. Otherwise, if you do anything without, if you, if you show that you're obeying to what you don't love, we call it hypocrisy. How are you going to do it genuinely? How are you going to do it faithfully? This is not about guessing that maybe it can happen. No, that is the reality. So, true success is not defined by the worldly standards but by our obedience to God, our faithfulness in stewardship, and our commitment to love and serve others. Stewardship means you do something without being forced. It's like the word bond servant. Paul uses it so much in his letters when he was writing to Timothy, uh, second, first and second, then Titus, 
um, and other letters, maybe First Corinthians and so on. He's so much using the word bond servant. Bond servant means a person serving God willingly without being forced, but he committed, he commit himself to serve God. And he says, whatever comes, I don't care. This is what I've decided, I'm going to serve God. So ministry is a stewardship work, voluntarily. That's the right word I think I need to use, um, which is uh, a bit easier. Voluntarily. Omuntu okuwele zanga, ayagalide, chiyagalide. Kwa gamba, nga sitaka kidua, sibi ampaka, but is given an opportunity, and that's why always we ask ourselves, what kind of gifts do we have? Can we use them to exercise? Can we exercise them? Can we use them to serve others? Can we use them to really serve God? Because um, whatever that we are doing, we're not helping God, but it's a privilege to us to be stewards of God's ministry, to be stewards of God's work to be stewards in God's kingdom. Working voluntarily means you're not forced. So there is a commitment. You're not paid. You don't expect any salary every month. You don't expect anything to be given to you for what you're doing. But voluntarily, you decided to do that work. So in so doing all that is what we call the true success. And it starts with obedience, faithfulness, and then we need to be committed to love and serve others. If in life right now that you still have incident of saying that you still you, 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 you still have um, how can I call it? If you in your life you feel like you still have enemies then you need to check yourself very well and examine yourself. The Bible tells you, you have to pray for them, you have to love them, you have to do them good, even those that persecute you. That is a level of success. That is a level of success. And by the way, this success in God produces fruits. And what are these fruits? When you read in the book of Galatians chapter 6, Verse 20. Verse 26. I don't. Is it chapter 2, verse 26? I need to be certain. I, I, I really need to be certain. Um, it, say, it talks about the fruit of the Holy Spirit love, peace, joy, kindness, long suffering. Now, some people shift long suffering. And people think that Christians should not suffer, which is, not, which is a lie. Christians will have to suffer. And you have to face persecutions as Christ Jesus um, experienced the same thing. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, let us remember that our ultimate goal is to bring glory to God and advance his kingdom. May we seek his guidance, align our lives with his word, and find contentment and joy in knowing him. Some, some of us, we don't have contentment in what we have. Always we need more and more and more and more. And the reason as to why Solomon uses the word meaningless under the earth is because whether a man can be given all things in this world will stay not contented with what he or she has. And I know most of you, 
I know why you traveled and you went to that country where you are. I know why you're doing that kind of work. I know why you're doing whatever you're doing because you feel like you're pursuing success. You feel like you want to become someone. You feel like you want to be something. And also me. What am I doing in life that even puts me on tension? And at times, even I can feel like I've stretched my life beyond the limits. Waking up at 6 in the morning, you enter at 10 at night. Your children do not see you going, do not see you entering, but you produced them. You left them with a maid. You left them with a servant at home. Is one taking care of them. They are now used, used with a maid knowing, thinking that that is their mother. But when we ask you, what are you doing all that? You're looking for money. And the ending word always you use, that you want to be successful. If success was all about working so hard, working so many hours, working so many hours and whatever, as some people say, everyone would have been rich. By the way, Uganda would have been one of the most richest countries in the world because Ugandans indeed work. They wake up at three at night or in the morning and they enter the home at five. No, at 11 or at 10. So you can see the dilemma. That's not the way how the success has to be described. So contentment, there is no contentment. Always we need more. And right now you have what you have, but again, you're still yearning for what really you can receive tomorrow. Okay? You have a problem. That problem is cost maybe... The problem might be cost, costing um, $300,000. When you get exactly $300,000, this is the demonstration of non-contentment, of being not contented. When you get the $300,000 cash, and it is $300,000, and it's the need that, that was the requirement or the need that you had to fulfill or to finish up a certain task, Or is you're going to have this other question? How I wish I got the other 50. Such that the 50 can cater for transport or something else that may come in your mind. So there's no contentment. Even if they give you an M right now, even if they buy for you a house right now, again, you're not going to be contented. You look into your house and you say, eh, how I wish instead of these people putting up this ceiling, they would have put this design of ceiling. Nothing that you will be content in. Nothing. Always you keep on demanding. Always you keep on compromising yourself because you want the best, you want the best, you want the best. The best will never come. Excellence will never come. You will never reach. Once you handle something, it gets old. That's why people have a policy in economics. Most especially people who are uh, traders, they normally say, Once goods are sold, are not returnable. There is a story behind that. Once it is released from the stores, once it is released from the shop, it is not returnable. May we seek his guidance, align our lives with his word, and find contentment and joy in knowing him. So by doing so, we will experience the true success that comes from a life lived in accordance with his will. And without that, 
There is no way how really we can think that we have success in life. Obedience to God is what success is closely linked to obedience and his commandments. And of course, I told you about Joshua. And again, spiritual transformation. The word of God teaches us that true success involves a transformation of the heart. Okay? And mind. Romans 12, chapter 2, verse 2. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Urges us not to conform to the patterns of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Renewing of our minds. In other words, you have a content, you have a perspective, you have a mind, you have the, the, the content. Hmm? You know, you had details, you had the data that you knew before, but it was not according to what the Bible speaks in his word. Therefore, you have to be in a position to change your life. That's why I normally say that be ready to unlearn so that you can learn um, new facts and that is the truth of God's word. So success is found in becoming more like Christ. You get that? You grow in character and living out the fruits of the Holy Spirit. This is what I was looking for. Galatians chapter 5, verse 23, 22 to 23. Again, number three, we can look at impacting others. Okay? Biblical success is not self-centered. It involves positively influencing the lives of others. Jesus taught that the greatest commandments are to love God and love our neighbors as ourselves. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 39. Success is found in loving and serving others. So being a light in the world and making a difference in people's lives, that is what we call success. When people are turning to God, when people are getting saved, when people are turning away from their sins, are coming to repentance, when people are repenting, when people are giving their lives to Christ, because that is a desire, that is a will of God, that he loves all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. Okay? That is the most, and that is what you call, or what we define to be success. Eternal perspective. And when I was starting, I talked about this, this perspective of eternity. Success in the biblical sense goes beyond earthly achievements. You remember me talking about that. It is beyond earthly achievements and the temporal rewards. Not these are words that are given to you because you sang well, because you competed, because you had a marathon, because you had a competition, a tournament. No, it's beyond those temporal rewards. It involves an eternal perspective, recognizing that our ultimate goal is to inherit eternal life. That is what we are clinging on. That's what we are, le we are leaning on. Okay, and be in communion with God. That is a true success. That we, that's a true perspective of success that we must have. And Jesus reminds us in Mark, that is uh, chapter 8 and verse 36. 
that gaining the whole world but losing our souls is not true success. You get that? Is not true success. And of course, lastly, I can talk about contentment and joy. Okay? The Bible emphasizes finding contentment and joy in God regardless of our external circumstances. So, Paul states in Philippians chapter 4, and that is verse 11 to 13, that he has leaned, or he has loved, to be content in all situations through Christ's strength. So success is not measured by material possessions or status, but by finding a fulfillment in our relationship with God. Because do you think that we are talking about the properties, the money, the what, and so on? Those things end. Those things end. You can post for me Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 up to 13. Okay? Paul learned that to be content in all situations through Christ Jesus' strength. Okay? Where can we find contentment indeed in this world? Where? Because everything we have, we feel like it is not enough. We always yearn for more. And what we have gotten, we call it to be success. No, that's not a true definition of success. That's why I told you, those are rewards, those are blessings, those are achievements. Success, success has to do with finding fulfillment in our relationship with God, but not material possessions or status. It's not about status. It's not about that every weekend you can go for out, outing, an outing. It's not that every this day you eat this kind of food. Some homes, they have even agenda. They have a, a list of what kind of food they have to eat from Monday up to Sunday. On Monday, they have different food. On Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday. That's not the way how we define the success. And then when you look at that kind of a person, we say, hey, this person is successful and therefore everything is done. Because success, there must be an element of fulfillment. Okay? And where do we find our fulfillment? That is in our relationship with God. So God gives us contentment that even the little we have is enough. We feel like it is enough. We appreciate for that little that he has given to us. And most of times, even Bible speaks about it, that if someone has food and what to put on, let it be enough. Contentment will never happen in this world as long as you're still putting on that body. The only contentment we can have is when we have a relationship with God because God encourages us, exhorts us, um, gives us hope, and we feel like we are contented with what we have, and we thank him for the little he has provided in our lives. Conclusively, all my conclusion is the Bible or the biblical definition of success involve obedience to God. That is number one. Secondly, there must be an element of a spiritual transformation. After being obedient to God, after having the obedience to God, there, there must be what you call spiritual 
transformation. Three, impacting others. It's not selfish. Okay? It's not selfish. Some people, some people, they think that after held getting a car, and some of us, we have different perspectives and thoughts. If God gives me a car, I want to show them that even me, I'm blessed. I want to show them. These things happen. Even weddings. You see, you want to make the greatest wedding because you want the, the community, you want the society to fear you because you made a great whatever. But at the end of the day, you're going to go for renting. You're going to end up in a rental house. How do you see if that man that you wasted, you used it as a starting capital or as a beginning for your marriage? Pride, striving. Always we are so prideful. We want to show. We want to show people. And we call that success? No. Those achievements. And sometimes, even the way how we achieve those things, it's really doesn't make sense. We are so extravagant. We are so reluctant. We are so lazy. And we are so bragging to the extent, or brand, to the extent that even we do not know the meaning and we haven't understood the crucial or the major idea of what success has to be in our lives. Impacting others. Not, show, not showing off. Because you bought a Prado, because you bought a what, because you have a land, because you have a beautiful wife, you have a handsome husband, because you did this, you scored this, and so on. What is it for? What is it for? Where do you need to brag in? It's supposed to be Christ Jesus. You were saved by grace. You were given a gift of salvation by the grace of God. So there is no need for you to brag. And James reminds us that. Number five. An eternal perspective. We talked about eternal life. Living with Christ after this life. Number six, finding contentment and joy in him. And that is Christ Jesus and that is God. So it is a perspective that values the eternal over the temporal and emphasizes a life lived in alignment with God's will. That's what makes sense. But the rest... I think there we might be having a wrong understanding and description of success in life as Christians. If we want to be successful, those are the few uh, principles that I've listed for you. Be obedient to God. Have a spiritual transformation. In the ministry. For the sake. Forgetting that it is a privilege given to you. No. Rather, it is a privilege. So be obedient to God. That is the true definition of success. It involves being obedient to God. Two, spiritual transformation. Oteko kura. Sumechigambo chakatunda. Chistadinge. Chanalizinge. Chitambu liremu. Chisomesa Impact others. Be there to help others and show them what they don't know. Even what they know and they have it in error in in, in format. Help them in terms of correction. 
and so on. An eternal perspective, knowing that we have eternal life at the end of the day. And of course, finding contentment and joy in Christ Jesus. That's the only way how we can define what we call success. Yes, uh, that's all I can communicate right now. Yes, Penny, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing, Sergeant Bosco. Okay. Though, uh, some of us were really hit in the face. <laughs> <laughs> what we expected is not what we got. Mm. However, we are thankful to God that um, we got the best. We <laughs> Our eyes got opened. I just realized that, that eh, even my coffee almost choked me. I just, <laughs> I just realized that I have a very long journey to go when it comes to success. As a Christian, I, I still have a long journey to go. You know how we girls, most of us, we have like our little books and we write our things i want this and that and then when you get it you tick the list keeps getting longer mm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> i realized that i think Okay. Yeah, I'm hearing you now. Your voice was off. All right. What you didn't know, you can tell us, share with us what you thought success was. This conversation is still going. We can have it even in our WhatsApp group. If you want to join our WhatsApp group, you can just contact the numbers that you see in the comment section down there. That message that says welcome to Heart of Worship Ministry Africa. You can contact those numbers and you can and you'll be added to our WhatsApp group. This is Hoima Radio. This is Coffee Chats. I hope you're having your coffee. Yeah. Today we we were navigating success and Pastor John Bosco told us to be obedient. Now I have like this question. Uh there is where you said that when we should be contented if we get something to dress up and something to eat, that is okay. We should be contented. But um, a, a lot of Christians, including myself, we might be caught up in a conflicting loyalty where you have to like you have a need, you really have a need, but it's uh, going against your, <laughs> like you trying to achieve that need is going against what you're supposed to do in order to be successful as a Christian. Mm -hmm. 
what would you advise a Christian in that state? Okay, um, I understand most of us, uh, when we talk about contentment, contentment has to do with that whether I have or I don't have, Christ is enough for me. The Bible speaks or states this saying that if someone has food and clothes, let it be enough for that person. It's not because that the Bible does not want you to be prosper, but God sees beyond the human capacity to see things. And God knows very well that you can never be contented even if you have all those prosperity. And it is a training that given to you knowing in your mind. In other words, God is looking for what you call reliance, your reliance on him, your dependency on him. Because if you have all that you need, you may not even want to know God. And all these instances have been happening. Yes, uh, I think it was yesterday we were discussing about this with a certain lecturer. And they say that when you look in the whole world, most of the successful and richest people in the world, those are the Jews. Because it is a promise that is already uh, said upon their lives. God himself, he sweared and he talked that in scriptures that Israel not even a hand his hand is upon it so this is not only biblical but this is physical no any country in this world can ever encounter Israel there is no any country however powerful it might be that can overcome Israel whether in battle, whether in money, whether in invasions. Even most of the technologies that you see that are invented to the high pace and those what you call intelligent systems and so on, Jews are the ones that have done that. Because the first, um, I'm just giving a background to bring to come to your question. Because the first um, nation that God recognized and built, dealt with it was Jews' nation, and that's why it's called Israel. So it's called Israel because now there are so many nations that came up um, after the incident that happened at the Tower of Babel, and I think that is either Genesis chapter 9 or chapter 10 um, talks about the Tower of Babel when he exchanged their, 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 their languages and they began to speak different tongues and languages that right now we speak uh, in this world and the thing affected even up to now. That's why you see we have Baganda, Vasoga, and so on. So all these things, Solomon to reach at a point of saying that under the earth, under the sun, everything is meaningless. There is a reason as to why. He had everything. And the Bible gives us that example of Solomon knowing that it doesn't matter. Do you know how many concubines he had? And all of them, he wedded them. The guy was rich. 
all of them he waited them okay not because it yagenda mkhakundo khakubyedinisa so that is a good story for us to relate for us to get a lesson from no man no one even if these Jews have told you that they are the richest in the world no one can reach in the riches that Solomon had because Solomon's generation even the streets even the buildings even most of the things were made by God God and pure and real God so when we talk about richest people if a richest person in this world ever writes such kind of statements that everything under the earth is meaningless therefore whatever what when someone has food and someone has what to put on as clothes that be enough in other words when you are able to when you have something to eat the bible talks about the basic does not mean that you only need to have food and clothes and then it's got to be that we know but those are the basic things ndio mtu yatasobola kuberao yatasobola kuberao simai bate biliwo basics basic needs but why to some amusmer batugamba what are the basic needs food water and what clothes yeah those are the basic needs so bible day one ejije obulungi ekisikane chikuletera the basic ones ngegeza kukamanda singo ina basic sezo be contented with that ngoli mu kristo yesu kubanga china akumala ale china akutase ebintu byenje kubajjo ko mukwata sente epiti livujjo ko mugaga wale nyo ebintu je bikomo kuchuka mu bwongo your mind get corrupted but doesn't mean the bible yeganyo gagawala no so contentment is in fulfilling god's will what is god's will he wants you to be in relationship with him let that relationship happen you'll be contented that's it then Wow, thank you so much for that reply. Eh, applying it might be a tag of Yes, I want to thank everybody for listening in. Thank you for joining. Thank you for sharing the show. I saw someone sharing the show. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for liking. Please like the show. Keep liking, keep sharing, keep you know sharing the good news and thank you so much for listening in. If you have listened up to this very moment, um I really 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 appreciate that. May God bless you for that. You're always here every Wednesday 9 p.m. at the coffee chats show with our coffee if you've not grabbed your coffee your coffee today <laughs> next time come with your coffee by the way someone who gave me coffee not dry tea someone who gave me coffee oh, i just wow, i just mix in hot water and i enjoy i have it in my drawer really that's amazing as if you need a program that happen <laughs> in your drawer Uh, in your drawer over in the cup <laughs> in my cup uh, and we want it in the cup 
Don't yeah. in the careful. Auntie, I just remove <laughs> Okay, that's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, I I was still reminding you guys. Uh, still, I want to encourage you to join our WhatsApp group. If you're not in the WhatsApp group, there's a lot of other more interesting and educational stuff there so it's a very good thing that you wouldn't want to miss yes first let's go what was the highlights of the day of the show like what's really caught your mind what is that one lesson that you learned from the someone today me yes oh yeah of course uh when we are teaching and expounding on god's word to others most of time there are some uh, points always hint back and um i asked Mm -hmm. myself and i was like "Eh, i didn't know that by the way this one is going to happen so it it works in your life also and um one of the things that i've come to realize that i can only find contentment in following god's word and this starts with God's relationship. So I think I need to work. I I need I need to continue um, going deeper in studying what we call a relationship with God. Because I've been having a picture that I was teaching you guys, but I had a picture. There is a process that always we have when we are, when you're vibing a girl. To the point when she says yes, and I think most of times that is a point when um, she even accepts your um, well, how can I call it um, your proposal for marriage, and she says yes. But most of people they they they, they are so happy and jubilant at the moment when she says yes, and they make loud shout and take pictures, videos, and so on. But there is a process which is not described. That is from the moment when I'm preparing myself to go and I approach her, but when I have fear, I don't know whether she will still accept or she's going to abuse me or she's going to chase me or she's going to do what. There is a story in the, in the middle there. Even when she accepts, there is a process a lot of things happening in the middle to the point of So when I talk about relationship, I see it as a process because it may not happen just once. It's a process. And I think how do we get non-relationship? How do we grow our relationship with God? In other words, we need to interact in his word because those are the instructions and the ways in which we can really know how best can we be in, he, in a relationship with him. So that was one of the outstanding ones. And then impact of others. I've, I've come to realize that it's not all about me. It's all about people. It's all about God's people. It's all about God himself. It's not all about me. I'm not doing these things because um, I'm helping God. And I've come by the way to realize that I'm not serving because I'm helping God. I do it voluntarily because it is a privilege to me. 
God cannot be helped. It is a privilege for us to serve God. So whatever you're doing, whatever I'm doing, I cannot wake up in the morning I'm doing it for Bosca, I'm doing it for Penny, I'm doing it for what? No. It's a privilege. And really, it's a, it has hit my heart deep. And I've been seeing so many people doing this. And some people even, they laid down materials, the tools that God has entrusted with them, the, the talents, the gifts, the responsibilities, the leadership, and they have neglected to serve as they should just because they think that they are serving the Son of Man. Or they, they think that they are serving Bosco. No, it's never like that. It's a privilege. Paul talks about this. And in fact, it reminded me about what Paul said in Romans. Serving God, it is a privilege to God. We are not helping God. You're not doing it for me. And I'm not doing it for you. It's a privilege. Yeah, those that are outstanding points that I've gotten. Wow, that's amazing. It's indeed a privilege to serve God. There's a lot of people that want to serve God, but they don't have the opportunity to do so. And a lot of times when we have the opportunity, we we become proud sometimes. Sometimes we take it for granted. You know, sometimes we make it all about us. I've seen people that uh, <laughs> I've seen some ministry ministers that uh, I don't know take ministry like it's uh, something I don't know like it's a job or something. Someone is uh, getting promoted and all that stuff. I started as this. Now I'm this, I started as a cleaner, now I'm an administrator. Oh, God is so great. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get there, but we we really, uh, and, and maybe something I, I would like to add on that is that because we think our success is somewhere else, sometimes we undermine what we have. Someone is maybe cleaning in church. They think they're less important and they think maybe the pastor is more important than they are. And we forget that even cleaning the church is a privilege. People certain times think that to serve, you must be in a certain position for you to now call it success. You must be maybe an administrator, you must be a pastor, you must be a, a choir leader, you must be something. But if you're an usher, you still have a long way to go. You know, uh, most ministers have that kind of mindset. But after this, someone today, I, I think I have a different perspective on that. I think that every position that you have anywhere that you're placed you're important 
because it's not about the positions the positions they change you get this position you want another one you want a bigger one you want a greater one they're just like worldly things but the heart in which you're doing it the way cleaning the church if it's I'm sorry to use that example the most but people despise it the most <laughs> but if if cleaning the church you're doing it with a great heart like with a generous heart it's going to help you build your relationship with God because you're doing it out of love it doesn't matter you might be an administrator but you're doing it with pride you're doing it with pride it's it's a great thing but you're doing it with pride your intentions are not good you're not going to be successful christian wise you're not going to be successful because your intentions are not pure so i want to encourage you guys if you're listening if you think these positions they're going to sometimes drive you away from the pure heart that God intends the pure love that God intends for us and you intend for God i feel like run away from them run away you don't need the positions to serve God i have a friend who always told me they need if they're going to share the word i need to come to a, a specific place and they can share the word on whatsapp i mean you have the privilege to have a phone there's someone out there who's saying i wish i had a phone even if it's not a smartphone i wish i had a phone i'd call and i'd share the message but they don't have it you have the phone you don't want to use it i think these are some of the things that hinder us to become successful we always have excuses to become successful in 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 Christ like as Christians we have there's a way we mix 